How do I start this thing? Have you plugged the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man, that's the wrong port. Oh, wait, it's flashing now. Is it re- Oh, wait, it's recording. Well, let's start this thing, fool. Hello, everyone. I'm Amelia. Hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to Ask the Duo podcast, a podcast where we get deep into those late night, unfiltered conversations. We'll be discussing all things lifestyle, relationship, mindset, and more. All right, let's get to it. Today's been an interesting day. Why? Just took the biggest shit of my life. That is disgusting. I'm just kidding, guys. Just You're a lot of chores. You're not kidding. He actually did take a shit. But anyways, <laughs> ah, today's topic is going to be a bit of a fun one, but also a reminiscent session for us, I guess, digging back into the past. And do you think he had a typical Asian upbringing? So these questions or these points, we kind of grabbed off the internet just to see general points of how people think uh, is a typical Asian upbringing, and we'll discuss if we had that or not, and maybe bring up some funny memories that Mm, weren't so fun at the time, I guess. Um, So first one, they usually make you do extra tutoring or even do extra homework, and the homework is usually textbooks from maybe overseas at a, maybe a grade up from what you're actually studying. So they is Asian parents too, by the way. So yeah. I did do tutoring. I did Kumon. Good old Kumon. Pretty much from, I think, year one all the way till probably around year through four or five. And yes, I was way ahead of my maths. Mm. I'm pretty sure I was doing fractions, like uh, not not just standard fractions. It was like complex fractions. Mm. Uh, it was a struggle because I didn't enjoy doing it, but, you know, it was something that I had to do. Um, if I didn't do it, I would have been pretty, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. I was pretty bad at maths before I did Kumon, so I think luckily I did do it. Yep. So I did do tutoring as well. We did a few. So I think when I was younger, I don't even know what age, we did home tutoring with at someone's house for a little bit. So that was maths and maybe English. I can't remember. Then on the weekends, we transitioned to going to this lady where she would teach us English. And I really hated English, actually. So I actually didn't enjoy it. And we were there. I, I swear we were there because it was more like a childcare for our parents, but we were there from morning till afternoon, like late afternoon, so good like six hours. And because I had siblings and they had to do their own tutoring after like hour after hour, I think it was two hours each. So that's why we were there for six hours. And on top of that, our parents did buy us homework from Hong Kong that was usually one to two grades above and was expected to do that on our school holidays instead of going out. So I didn't go out during my school holidays and that was my life. That's pretty hectic, man. Because, <laughs> yeah, for me, my family was a little different. Like, yes, I did do tutoring, which was Kumon, but I also did, like, um, Chinese as well. But I didn't like it, so then they basically pulled me out of it. Luckily, my parents <laughs> didn't force me to keep going. Yeah. So. I did piano on top of that. I would, I think I started when I was five and I really hated it because on top of that, my parents, I think 
The reason why I didn't like it at the time is for all these tutoring and all the piano and extracurricular that I did outside of learning during that time. The parent themselves would force you and stand next to you to always monitor how well you're doing, or if you're doing, you're not doing good, they'd be like, you know, come on, do better. But it's like they take a very aggressive approach, so I hated that. Um, and then, you know, on the way to school, for example, rather than sitting there enjoying your car ride to school, I would be thrown division problems or math, you know, multiplication problems. And I had to work it out in my head. I can't have paper. Everything needs to be done in my head. And we're expected to get that right. And all these random, you know, um, what's it called? Equations. Yeah, equations all the way to school. And it's like a 45 to an hour's drive. Yeah, that. That. <laughs> Luckily, my parents didn't force us to do like that sort of stuff, uh, as well as like uh, playing instruments. Mm. We were lucky that we didn't have to do it. Yeah. I think doing all that, though, I definitely was way, way ahead of people in my grade in terms of, I think, maths. Like, I wasn't great, but I definitely was ahead. And for me at the time, I actually didn't enjoy that I was ahead because I would just finish everything so early and I was so, I can confidently finish it. And I actually thought something was wrong with me because they give you an hour or whatever it would be and I'd finish it in like five, ten minutes and then I'm like, so did I do it wrong? Like, why is everyone taking so long? And then, yeah, I was just so confused and it kind of messed with my head. Anyway, so that was extra tutoring. And we already touched on extra instruments. So you didn't play any instruments? No, no, I didn't. Hmm, okay, and you went to language school? I went to language school. I did as well, um, but I think they... We did go. We weren't as strict on this one. I think at home we just spoke a lot more Cantonese and we had to speak Cantonese. And if we spoke English, they'd just tell us to speak Cantonese. So I actually grew up speaking that language first before I spoke English. Yeah, for me, we weren't forced to go to Chinese school, though we did try to. Well, I tried to. And that was a fail. (laughs) Uh, And in terms of languages at home, it was just Cantonese. But I also sort of heard my dad speak Vietnamese as well and mum sort of used Thai. So it was kind of like a mixture of everything, but it was there was nothing like forced on was us. Was it confusing hearing all the different languages? Well, yeah, it was harder for me because there's three different languages spoken at home. Um, but mum was predominantly using Chinese, like Cantonese, mm. with dad. So that was our main use of language. Um, another one, which I find is funny, <laughs> parents re- letting their kids read documents for them when they're really young, say maybe four years old, and they'll be like, hey, can you read my um, yeah. utility bills for me? <laughs> yeah, well, my mum was okay with that. It was my dad sometimes, so we would have to translate it for them so that they could understand. Mm. But my, I think my parents were pretty good with English, to mm. be honest, so they didn't really force that on us unless it was something complex Mm. i think we did get asked a few times but not as common as maybe some of the other people i've seen on subtle asian traits they talk about it we did get asked but it wasn't so common where i feel like i was reading all the time but i definitely did not understand those documents because one english was my not my forte and it still isn't and two i was so young i just don't know don't even know what bills are (laughs) 
Yeah. Another one. This one's definitely true for me. Parents giving you or buying you extra large size shirts so that you can wear it for many years to come and you can grow into it and never have to buy another new shirt. It wasn't just shirts. It was like everything. Oversized body pants, socks, all that stuff so that you guys (laughs) could basically wear it for years. And I definitely felt that at primary school. Like I was like a small- uniforms. Yeah, and my school bag was like double the size of me. But the school bags, you only have one size technically. No, well, my school had two different, uh, two or three different sizes. Yeah. But yeah, we always got something that was heaps bigger. So yeah. I looked like I was. Bloody- if you look back at my like childhood photos, like you know how those little albums with all your photos, I have maybe like two of the same shirts. That I'll be wearing from like when I was really tiny to maybe when I was like getting into my teenage years. Yeah. And it still fits me. <laughs> oh, oh, and also on that, I used to get a lot of hand me downs. Oh, so yeah, we had that family too. friends who like went to the same school as me or like just old clothes would just get given to me. So mm. I'd be like wearing their stuff. Yep. Um, next one, line up in the queues at the shops while they run around and grab their groceries so they don't have to line up later or saves time on lining up or sitting in the car at a loading zone so they don't have to pay for parking. Yeah. So definitely on the, the queue for the shops, um, mom and dad always made us or made me wait. Or if you run. have siblings, they'll make you split up against like, cause I had other siblings. So we would each take a cue and see which one goes faster and then our parents would just jump in and be like okay let's go in this one and then they were like all right everyone come over here and then that's what we did yeah i didn't experience that because my sister's nine years older than me so yeah i was uh she was significantly older when i was a little shit yeah (laughs) and i definitely did the loading zone thing so one if they're parked in the loading zone and we all went out and did something um, and they saw the, was it the ticketer guy come across? Our parents would be like, quick, run to the car. And then we'll go run there. And then we'll be like, nah, we're, we're about to go. Or we'll sit in the car so that they don't have to pay for parking. <laughs> See, I, I didn't experience that. So I didn't, I don't know what that was like. Yeah. But I think it's also, I lived in Canberra back in the days and they had a lot of, so it's really small. So we would always go to the city or, you know, near the city. And a lot of that is parking. Like, paid parking. Yeah, paid yeah. parking, side street, parallel park. And, you know, sometimes it's just, we do really just want to hop off and get something and come back. And it's just hard to find parking sometimes or you have to walk really far. So I think that's also why they did that. Yeah. Um, next one, stay at home by ourselves while they go to work. <laughs> At a really young age, and yep. if you had siblings, you had to look after them as well. Yeah, so for me, I pretty much was staying home when I was shit, like I'm five sure. or six or something like that. See, the thing was, the funny thing is, my sister was obviously nine years older than me, so she was responsible to look after <laughs> me. So if you're listening to this, mate, you fucking, <laughs> man, she used to, she used to like, go out or go to work or something and be so like, yeah. So she's like, you good, mate? All right, I'm going out, yeah, bye. Yeah, she, she's like, oh, I'm, I've got to go to work or I've got to go to the city or I've got to go hang out with my mates. And <laughs> you I'm be like, good. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be looking after me. And she's like, nah, see you later, outta. And she'd run off. And you'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah, so then I basically learned how to make my own two-minute cup yeah. noodles and 
I just entertain myself with cup games noodles and- were the good old days. Me and my brother, we always stayed at home by ourselves. I think it was good for me because I always had my brother, and we always had cup noodles and. This is a very distinctive memory, but we would always soak our cup noodles and then we pour the soup out and we drink the noodles. I mean, we eat the noodles. I don't know. I think we just didn't like the soup or I think we knew, thought we had to tip out the soup. So every time we make cup noodles, we'll steam it and then dump out the soup. Man, the, the soup <laughs> is the best part. And shit, I really want some now, eh? Mm, it's been a long time. Two minute noodles. What was your baby? favorite one? I like the chicken, whatever it was. Mine was the pink one. I think it was the seafood. You can get the chicken, you can get the pork, you can get the seafood, and there was one that was a plain one the that had light, flavor. The light blue one was also good. I don't know. I just remember it by color. I can't remember what the brand was, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, children must listen and be obedient, and you can't talk back. Yeah, that pretty standard. Very true. Yeah. So that kind of leads back to something that we discussed at an earlier episode, um... We, there was less of parents being like a best friend to you or you being friends with your parents. It was more like you do as I say, and if you talk back, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, luckily for me, I didn't get disciplined physically. I did. Like my sister did. My sister probably got smashed heaps by my parents. <laughs> but for me, it was more like, don't talk back. It's just disref- disrespectful and then also i'm gonna smack your mouth Mm. um i did get hit sometimes with certain uh instruments in the kitchen instruments but were you the kid that would actually cry when you get hit or were you the kid that was like yeah hit me more and then like get over it kind of thing like i think when i was really young yeah i i'd get hit and i'd be a little bitch and cry and then as i grew up i g'd my mum up so you're like yeah do it do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, go on, hit me. <laughs> and yeah, that pissed off my more, but Yeah, nah, I was definitely scared. <laughs> yeah. Um that punishment is more effective than encouragement. I think that kind of leads That's, back to yeah, what we were saying. Falls on that one as yeah, well. and that definitely is true. Hardly encourage their children to be expressive. That was true for me, I think. Yeah, for me, it was somewhat true. Uh, uh, it's like I said, I think I have, may have mentioned this in the previous episode, but Asian parents don't really. I think even talk. themselves as a parent, like as a person, they didn't know how to express yeah. themselves either because they held themselves as they need to be strong. They need to. It's be- the generation thing, yeah. you know, and it's it's like oh, especially for the the dad. Um, role play or the male of the family yeah the male of the family is like yeah they've got to deal with all this and can't be a bitch about it Mm. so it's more like oh you can learn to deal with your problems and be a man about it Mm. rather than actually talk about things yeah and i wouldn't say that it wasn't encouraged it's just that it was never mentioned that it's like hey let's talk about your feelings or hey how are you feeling today it was just more like deal with it kind of thing yeah it's like a deal with it kind of situation if you're sad it's like don't cry and you know things like that so it wasn't because they were like no you can't express it's just that we didn't know that we can or how to express yeah but i I think the the difference with my family was also the fact that you know encouraging wasn't really spoken about but they also understood that you know if you wanted to do, if you wanted to pursue something, then pursue it. 
but they never directly told us that, I don't think. Or maybe my sister had it differently, but for me, it was never spoken about. Mm. Yeah. And last one, point number 12, expecting children to be better than their peers and always got compared to others. Yeah, that happened all the time, Mm, all the time. I always did. Especially with family friends, um, you know, we we would – not my parents that would do it, but other, like, grandparents or, like, other parents would be like, oh – you know, my son's doing this yeah. or that. What are you doing? And I then- think us living in Australia, we definitely got it. Well, I definitely got it, but it's not as extreme as the people that I know or, you know, friends of people that I know that live in Hong Kong because they'd be like, oh, my kid got this grade in violin and now he's doing piano as well and he's doing swimming and he also got A plus in maths or something. That's what they would do. Here, it's just more like that person is doing this or they got a really good grade here, how come you're not doing as well? It's more of that. Yeah, for me, it was not just the accomplishments and schooling. It's also attitude too. So, like, I was compared to other kids or family friends, like, oh, you're not, like, look at this guy. He's not. He's so well behaved. He's so well behaved. Look at you. You're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I can just that's what the direct you. translation would have been. And I'll, and I'll just look at them like, yeah, you're a piece of shit too. Like, you probably just ignore them and just continue. Yeah, I, I just ignored them and just kept doing it. But like that was a that was a uh, a thing that was always uh, always sort of spoken about was oh you look at your behavior, your shit compared to this guy or this person. Yeah, I think I got that as well. Like if you did something wrong or maybe something you did different, they were like, why can't you be like that kid? They're so well behaved. They didn't complain. They didn't do that. And you're talking about this. And that kind of leads back to the expressiveness because they'll be like, oh, this kid didn't complain. So that at that point in time, I was like, oh, I didn't like this. Like, I want to do this. It's like, why are you complaining? Yeah. When that was more an expression than complaining. Yeah. So, I mean, that was definitely the predominant thing that we, well, my family sort of went through was yeah. always being compared to other families, kids, and their achievements as well as behaviours. So mm. yeah. it's well, really annoying. Keeping this short and fun, we'll leave it as that. But definitely we still have a really good relationship with our parents now and we appreciate and understand at a deeper level on why they did things like that. So we're not complaining about it. It was definitely an experience to remember and yeah yeah i think just to sum it up as well even though yeah the if you sort of look at it from an overview point of view a lot of these things may sound quite harsh and kind of fucked up to some regard Mm. but it actually shaped us in a particular way yeah as we grew up and i think especially when i was younger i thought this is fucked up why the fuck are they doing all this shit yeah but then as you sort of get older and and get into the adulthood you sort of realize shit like all this stuff as harsh as it was it actually has some play to real life yeah and like for example the shirt kind of situation they didn't have money they actually worked their ass off like 12 to 15 hours a day to make a living coming over to a new country learning a whole new language as well so yeah and that's something that we have learned to appreciate and understand why they did that and in terms of making you learn extracurriculars that was really helpful because then you actually do have a lot more skills to learn and 
for me, I think learning piano was definitely good because it trained both sides of my brain. And like you recently tried to play piano and trying to play both hands. Now you can kind of understand how you can piece and make your brain think of two things at the same time. Yeah, when you play uh, piano, you don't really realize or comprehend the intensity that your your mind or your brain has to function. Mm. Being able to use, you think, oh, you've got your left and your right hand it's easy to just push your fingers into the bloody piano, but it's more complicated in that because you've got, you know, rhythms, you've got tempo you need to follow. You've got different, um, I guess, pressure of how you're pushing the keys and how that has impact yeah. to the sound. You're thinking a lot of things that you have to take into consideration and you're doing two different things at the same time to make it into one piece yeah. that's synchronized and flows. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest learning thing that I sort of – figured out as I tried to learn to play piano hmm. now and it's bloody hard. It's quite complicated. <laughs> but Hey, you can kind of play – what's that song again? I forgot. What grade is that again? Four? I don't know. I just know it's a Mozart song. Yeah, Turkish baby. Mozart. Something. Boys, represent, <laughs> mate. All right. We'll close it from here. And if you had an Asian upbringing or even any cultural upbringing that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it in our comments on Instagram. Thank you so much. If you have reached to the end, we really appreciate you for tuning in. And if you'd like what you hear, please share it with your friends or family and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Make sure you share any topics you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram. Slide it into our DMs. Bigger, bigger. You can also stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes and the release of our new episodes there too. Our Instagram is Ask the Duo Podcast. That's A-S-K-T-H-E-D-U-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Man, feels like I'm in a spelling bee competition right now. (laughs) All right, that's it for now, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. See ya.